Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I am joined today by Coach Christine Hinton. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Oh, good. Now that we've all cleared our throats and laughed about it. <laughs> I'm glad that part wasn't recorded. Yes, yes I'd say so. <laughs> not pretty, not pretty. <laughs> so, so share a few success stories from some of your uh, the people that you train. Yeah, you know, oddly enough, <laughs> right now I feel like uh, uh, we're a collective group of, of suffering runners <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> through the heat and everything. Uh -huh. um, but I did want to do one shout out to somebody that um, uh, is going to be running a race this coming weekend. Oh, so I'm hoping this is going to be a good success story for her. Um, she is Susan. She actually listens to the podcast as mm -hmm. well. Um, she's a police officer oh, in Las Vegas. Wow. So she's had some, some difficult times yeah, lately with everything yeah. that's going on in the country with the uh, – officers and everything. Um, so she's been a little bit stressed out, but she's got a big race coming up, a 10K this weekend. And so I'm hoping that she's going to have great success there and um, yeah, and do well. And hopefully next podcast, I can say she PR'd. Yeah, yeah. Well, good luck to Susan. And is the race there in Las Vegas? It is. Mm -hmm. It's going to be like a thousand degrees. She is a machine. I don't know how she does it. And she's a fellow tall person. Oh, uh -huh. very good. <laughs> she's, she's six feet tall. Oh, she beats both of us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll throw that out there. But yes, she is. She's just a machine. I don't know. I guess just living there, she's somehow acclimated to it. But um, but yeah, it's definitely Does it start hot. like at five in the morning or something? You know, I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to guess it's a normal start time. Wow. Yeah. I just can't even believe that they have races in the summer in Las Vegas. Yeah. Crazy. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Wow. 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 Well, that's, that's exciting. So, um, so, well, I wanted to, um, talk about something that's very trendy, popular right now, the, all the rage, um, Pokemon Go. So, um, because <laughs> I have kind of a funny story about it that, um, so does your son play Pokemon Go? Yes. I mean, I honestly, I don't know a whole, whole lot about uh -huh. it. Um, actually, I probably don't know, very, you know, other than that it exists. <laughs> but yes, my son, my son plays it constantly. Uh -huh. um, so I, I see him, you know, and I can, can kind of peek into his phone and see where there's, he's like, oh, there's, I don't know, Pikachu or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> and I'm like, let me see. And then he's got to do something with his finger to get it. But other than that, I don't really and know does what's he, going on. does he I, head out the door to go places with his friends to play yes. it? Uh-huh. He does. He he does walk around. He says, "I'm going to go outside and go run around and see, you know, if I can catch catch anybody yeah. or or whatever it is." But I, but I did tell him that he needed to be careful about because I guess they have lures or whatever now where they can people can group together oh. and I guess that's been leading to some issues. So I said, if you don't know who the people are, oh. <laughs> don't don't go off and you know meet them somewhere and and you know. Oh, that's uh, intriguing. You know the term for it. So because that might have been then what it was last night. So. So my son, John, turns 11 in, uh, I guess, maybe next week, I guess, now that I think about it. Um, and so he does not have his own phone, so he has to use mine when I let him. And so when he got home from, he's at a, um, a camp this week, uh, just a day camp, and when he got home, he said, out of the blue, he's like, Mom, can we go to Laurelhurst Park tonight? And it's not a park it's super close to our house. Like we can't walk to it. And, but it's super, very, very pretty park here. And it has a pond in it, which I'll explain why that's important later. And so I was like, Oh, okay. And, and then I thought, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> Not that he wants to go see nature. Yeah, right, right. Cause I said, Oh, we can go, you know, to this playground that's near our house or this school, you know, that has a good play structure he's like oh i really want to go to laurelhurst i'm like yeah what's going on with pokemon go at laurelhurst <laughs> and he said it was some sort of event mm -hmm. and so i imagine like balloons and arches and you know signs that welcome pokemon go players and no so i'm like okay you know it's a nice park and um i am actually uh i got a bunch of books for the summer reading podcast i wanted to give a plug for that we're um ellison and i are recording that on august 3rd it'll air on august 5th and so i have all these books that i need to read so i'm like oh well okay <laughs> i'm going to go to this park and you know i won't have my phone and so i'll take you know this new book so um gosh i got so engrossed in it. it's called the girl in the red coat it's by kate hamer and Oh my gosh, but I will say why it's ironic because so we go there and oh my gosh, it's like Dawn of the Dead or Walking Dead or something. It is <laughs> all these people like of every age and gender and 
you know, like there were families there where there was a dad, a teenage boy and a younger girl and they all had an electronic device and they're all staring down at their screens. And I'm like, wait a minute, have I walked into like Blade Runner or something? Because this is really (laughs) bizarre. And so, um, you know, and there was a guy on a skateboard and a guy on a bike. and, And so then we get there and this one guy was obviously, you know, like looking at the phone because there was one of those little creatures there or whatever. And which kind of freaks me out because then it makes you feel like, well, is there really this side by side universe where these little things live? Yes, you never know. <laughs> you know. And it's like, and then there's another side by side universe that is where the gnomes and the trolls live. And so, you know, and the fairies. And so, you know, this alternate Pokemon universe that exists right next. I'm like, oh, is it going to grab me while I'm running? You know? <laughs> Like, what if there's a, oh. a fissure within the different universes? <laughs> and, then you're going to be one of the Pokemon they're being caught. Right. So, so he, this guy obviously was getting one of the little things I said. Oh, I guess I said too loudly. Look, John, he's playing Pokemon Go too. And he's like, shh, shh, mom, mom. And I'm like, okay, I don't understand why we aren't, like, just go over there. You know there's one there. Get it. Yes. So anyway, yeah. so... I set the timer for 25 minutes because it was I knew it was going to be getting dark. And I said, you know, when, when the timer goes off, you have to run back. This is where I'm going to be. So I sit there, start reading the book. Well, it's about a single mom and her daughter, and the daughter gets abducted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's awful. So, but it's a really engaging book, really well written. Oh, so I'm reading it, like, and then kid? I'm like, "Wait, I think it's been 25 minutes. Why hasn't John gotten yeah. back here?" And uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, it's kind of has winding paths. It's not like the, and it's kind of hilly, so it's not like you can just look and see, you know, hundreds of yards away from you. So then I look around and I'm like trying to find some like normal looking person who I can ask, "Hey, can I borrow your phone to call my son?" And everybody looks like so, like oddball. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not borrowing that person's phone. Not borrowing that person's phone. <laughs> Plus, I don't know that they would let you if they were off the hunting Pokemon. Right. So so then the book, you know, starts getting a little more tense and I'm convinced that 25 minutes have gone by. (laughs) And so just when I was about to start getting nervous, then John just comes running and he is just covered in sweat. I was like, John, I think that was longer than 25 minutes. He goes, well, I was way over there when it rang. And I'm thinking, yeah, I would have been like... Oh, it's going to ring in a minute. I better start heading back. Oh, no. He was like, timer goes off, then start running back. (laughs) (laughs) At least he got a little workout. Oh, he sure did. He sure did. And he got some of the, I don't know, he got some creature that's like high level and you get one free. Because then then I want to know, though, if it's a free app, I just am trying to like get out of him. How is it that Pokemon's making any money off of this? And finally, it starts to come out that you can buy, you can pay to get Uh, on new levels, which unlocks new creatures. And maybe it's characters. Maybe I'm using the wrong term. I don't know. But so he got one of those. And I'm like, did you pay for it? He's like, no, no. If you do enough, if you get enough in one day, you get, you know, one free. You get elevated to a new level. And... All this stuff. That's way. That's just way too complicated. For yeah, me. <laughs> yeah. It, but they. Are, I mean, they are kind of. I, mean, I get. I get the kids doing it, and I, you know, and I, I'm sure there are listeners that that do it. But I don't. I just. I. I the, it's funny to see the grown oh. adults out. There. Oh, there were so many millennials out there doing it, and you know that the, the yeah. dudes are just all walking together with their heads together, and you know, talking about it, and you know, I just. Oh, and there was a whole posse well, of bike riders yeah. who were doing it, and. No, and I do like that it's getting people outside, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, you went to the park that you probably wouldn't have otherwise yeah. at that time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it is getting people out and maybe engaging them a little bit, meeting people that you normally wouldn't meet. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe there's a dating app right. or, you know, Pikachu dating app. Right. <laughs> the next big thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pokemon go out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, even John said, oh, it, I just think it's, this was like the second day he played. He said, I think it's so great that this app makes people get outside and be active i'm like Mm. well all right michelle obama way to go (laughs) (laughs) what they should do is like flash up little screens like do 10 jumping jacks to get this there you you go there you go (laughs) because yeah and it seems also like i don't know if it's just portland but those things are everywhere like you look at the little map and i'm like are you kidding me it's like finding acorns under an oak tree (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and now just read um, 
that like Disneyland and uh, what's the water one? Oh, uh, SeaWorld. SeaWorld uh-huh. and stuff like that is going to do have special ones in special places. Oh, yeah. John talked about one of those here. I'm forgetting what it was. And then he's gone to, we live about four blocks from a street that has like restaurants and cafes and stores on it. And so he went down to one of the restaurants and he checked in there. He has no money with him. He's not, he wasn't buying a taco from the taco peddler. <laughs> um, but, but then he said, oh, there were so many people there because of mm. the, you know, doing that, not just ordering tacos. But I was like, oh, okay. So I don't, I don't, I don't it's a, well, maybe I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I don't know. know. It's free. Maybe I'll download it and see. But, but so also, I think it would not be great though for running because you'd have to stop really frequently. I get again. I don't really know because I, I thought you'd be just ran near the, or was near it, but you have to actually. Physically oh, and then do you have something. to stop and like shoot a little, not shoot, but you have to <laughs> p- put a button. And I said, "Oh, could you have missed it?" And he said, "Oh, definitely, definitely." So, uh, Alex, okay. you're you're a twenty something. You're a millennial. Do you play Pokemon Go? I played it for about four days and then I just deleted it. <laughs> Look at it; it's already passe. <laughs> so why did you delete yeah. it? Um. Because I was getting stressed out that every time I went outside, I should be playing it. Oh, yeah. Like, I was like, oh, I should be hatching my eggs. It's... <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't need this anymore. Sounds like a 38, 38-year-old really unmarried long. woman. I know. <laughs> hatch my eggs. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so. My roommate's playing it, so that's why I got involved. Okay, and also because, uh, well, because John wants to play it while I'm driving, because I guess there's... Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. which seems super dangerous. I mean, yeah, right? <laughs> probably not a good idea. I mean, Waze doesn't let you, you know, plug information in when it senses that the car's in motion. Yeah, yeah. basically, it's yeah, they need- it's an add-on to Google Maps that allows interactive things you can do in Google Maps that just give you little bursts of serotonin. So it's, it's We get we get our uh, you know highs and other ways from running. So (laughs) Coach Christine and I. (laughs) Oh my goodness! Yeah. So it was um, it was a a different sort of evening, and I'm also just very excited for the summer reading podcast. So um, yeah. So all wrapped up in all that. So well, last week we talked about 10k races and the gals who run them. So this week we are slicing that distance in half, focusing on 5k events. Like last week's show, we'll talk to several mother runners and intersperse those conversations with voice memos from a bevy of other mother runners. We're going to take a short break to hear from a new partner, Purple Carrot, the meal kit delivery subscription service. Stay with us. So Coach Christine, before we bring on other guests, I want to pick your experience brain about 5K. So let's start with you. You've talked on several podcasts about your recent ultra marathons, but how do you feel about races on the other end of the distance spectrum? I love them. I really, really do. Um, I've, I've kind of veered away from them a little bit as I've gotten older because uh, my speed has declined, so they become a little bit more frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you see the times go down because, you know, 5K basically is, at least for the person going for PRs, a, a sprint type event. Um, but yeah, I, when I was training for 5Ks in my 30s, I was probably in the best shape of my life at that point. Um, wow. The variety of training that you get, the intervals and the hill and the, you know, short, uh, anaerobic type stuff really gets you into some really, really good shape. Um, so I'm a big believer in, in five wow. So you, them. you think if you had been like, if, the, if we could have identical twin, you know, Christine and Christina, um, <laughs> if, if, uh, if, if, you know, you could have been doing 5k training and you know, your identical twin could have been doing ultra marathon training. So if you were the same age, if you were back in the early thirties, you think that the Christine doing 5Ks would have been in better shape than the ultramarathon one? Um, uh, oh, gosh. That's oh, a tough Put question. you on the spot. I would, I would probably say yes, just oh. by my experience now, mm-hmm. um, because I think in ultra running, it's just a lot of – which is also very good. It's just a different kind of in shape. You're, you're, you're in good endurance shape. Mm-hmm. But I had more muscle definition mm-hmm. – um, uh, my lungs, I think, were in better shape anaerobically when I was training for 5Ks. Interesting. Like my legs, were, I felt like my legs were stronger in a different way. Like I had a better knee lift, and and like I think my stride was stronger. If that makes sense. Oh, yeah, that does. Yeah. That's that's intriguing yeah. to me. Because you're huh. running harder. 
you know, running faster where in ultra running, you're very, doing, uh, you know, every move is supposed to be very, very efficient. So you're trying not to lift your leg very high. Mm-hmm. You're trying very hard to, to minimize movement where 5k, you're trying to exaggerate, you know, the mm-hmm. movement more. So you're using more muscle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So what's critical to success in a 5k for a newbie runner? Um, well, I think someone that's stepping up to 5Ks for the first time, you know, brand new runners, I think they need to learn to be patient. Um, I know that in 5K beginner groups that I've coached in the past that um, they get overexcited, uh, a little overzealous, and, and, you know, then they start doing extra, doing more because it feels good. And then a couple weeks into it, all of a sudden they've got shin splints or mm. their knee is aching or something like that. So I think my biggest advice to newbies would be to stick to the plan as is and don't try to cram in a lot initially, um, you know, kind of, kind of hold your enthusiasm in check as yeah. you progress. Yeah. That's good advice. Yeah. Because I think it is sometimes it with, you know, you think, oh, well the workout's only two miles, you know, mm-hmm. and then, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, if two's good, then four's even better. Yep. yep. <laughs> and, and if I can run three days a week, why not run five days a week? And right. then all of a sudden, you know, you're running every day, you're doing too much and then your body finally rebels. So yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. And how about for experienced runners going for personal bests? What's, what's the things that they need to really pay attention to? Um, I think that the hardest part of, if you've been racing 5Ks for a while and you're trying to get a PR, um, it takes a lot of work to make a small improvement. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, you could, could really turn your training up a notch and, you know, only see a second or two of improvement because that's, a, you know, that's a lot in a 5K because it is such a short distance. Well, that, yeah, um, that, that's the thing. I mean, percentage wise, you know, to knock, yes. thir- you know, to knock 30 seconds off a marathon that, you know, that's awesome. That's great. But uh, of a percentage of the total race time, that's nothing. Correct. Right. Exactly. So, um, so I think you have to be prepared to see, um, you know, any kind of improvement, whether it's a second or two or three or is, is worthy of, of congratulations, you know, cause you're, you're working hard, but, and I think also making sure that when, if you do hit a plateau, which happens often in these shorter races where you just can't get below whatever your certain, uh, time is that you need to switch things up, be willing to switch things up, do mm-hmm. something a little different. Um, you know, if you're used to doing, you know, 400 meter repeats, you know, try something shorter or do something longer or, you know, try more race pace stuff or sub race, but, you know, just try to mix things up because your body does kind of get used to the type of training you're giving it. So every few weeks trying to introduce something new or, um, something a little bit different than what you've been doing can be that, that, uh, that trigger that takes you over the hump and and brings you to a PR. Mm, Good. Good. Well, we will hear from, I think our second guest is the one who is gunning for a PR. So, um, all right. Well, we are going to listen now to our first voice memo before we bring our first guest. This one is from Madeline, who sometimes runs a 5K at the urging of her stroller riding daughter. My name is Madeline Delaney, and I live in Media, Pennsylvania, and my daughter, Marin, is 22 months old. I've rediscovered the 5K since my daughter was born because most of them are stroller friendly. Sometimes she comes with me because my husband is out of town or because he's busy. Sometimes it's because we are all doing the race together as a family. And sometimes it's because I have my running clothes on. She sees that and she runs over to the bob yelling, run, run. And how can I say no to that? The races are rough. I'm mostly a distance runner and marathons and half marathons but I love sharing my sport with my daughter and I hope that she sees how much joy it brings me. And maybe one day she will do one too. Thanks. Okay, let's bring on our first guest, Erin Troya, a woman who knows a thing or two about races. This mom from Virginia just ran her hundredth, hundredth race on the 4th of July and it was her 40th 5K. Welcome Erin and congratulations on your Independence Day milestones. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Hey, Erin, Christine here. Hi, Christine. You're right up the road. <laughs> yes. Is that right? Where? So, yes, you're in Virginia. That's right. We're in, in Virginia. Yes. I live near Dulles Airport. So you kind okay. of, if you're coming to here, you'll fly over my house so you can wave <laughs> oh, as you land right. in oh, well. Dulles. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about your family. 
Um, I have a six-year-old son and a husband, um, and we live in a lovely suburb of D.C. So my son just finished kindergarten. Um, he's very, very funny. He's my favorite person. Um, just hilarious. <laughs> Five is so much fun. Five, six. He just turned six on the four, on actually the 5th of July. Um, it's so much more fun than the other ages. I'm not a baby person. So now he's mm. like a real human, and he walks and talks and does funny stuff and has a personality. Um, nice. And my husband works as a government contractor, so I don't actually know what he does all day because he's in like a secret room Ooh. <laughs> somewhere. Ooh. <laughs> you don't know what he does. How 1950s. He's not to tell me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Everything he brings home is redacted. It's all just yeah, right. covered in black yeah. marker. <laughs> all right. So 100 races and 45 Ks. Such, mm-hmm. such lovely round numbers. So how long did it take you to rack those up? So tell us about your running and racing history. So great. So I um, grew up not an athlete at all. I was actually thinking about this morning, this this morning as I was getting ready and knowing that I was chatting with y'all today. I was never an athlete. In fact, my junior year of high school, I almost failed gym because I got (laughs) out of it so many times I had to write a paper on the importance (laughs) of exercise. (laughs) So um, I started running um, when I moved to D.C., really. I did a 5k before that when I was in grad school down in Williamsburg, but I moved up here. I didn't know anybody. Um, and since I'm kind of a go big or go home kind of girl, I signed up for team and training and I ended up doing a full marathon with them. Um, back in, in San Diego in 2003, I raised my money. I did the race and then I kind of petered on and off, um, over time. And then after my son was born, about two years later, very bad case of postpartum depression, decided I needed to do something. And I ended up doing a race a month for the whole year of 2013 for the Hole in the Wall Gang Camp, which is Paul Newman's camp in Connecticut for kids with cancer. Um, I helped raise money for them. And um, I did all those races. I ended up doing a half during that time, mostly 5Ks, um, and then joined Mom, Moms Run This Town here in Ashburn, Virginia, and have since last year, I think I did 27 races. I just love them. Um, I love going out. I love being part of it. I always have a crazy outfit to wear, <laughs> sparkles, skirts, tutus, hats, whatever. And if someone says, let's go do a race, I'm like, okay, where are we going? And what are we going to wow. wear? And, wow. you know, sometimes I have a goal. Sometimes I just go for fun. Um, I just like to be out there and I love the energy and I love the people and I love the challenge. And frankly, I love to eat food. So it helps me be able to do that. So all of it is a very good recipe for success. Wait, and a follow-up question that how do you keep such careful accounting of how many races? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's, you know, I have a chart. It's on Google Docs. So I have. Can you share it with all of us? Yeah, sure. Um, It's actually on my, I do, I have a little blog going, so it's on there too. But I've Uh got um, an Excel spreadsheet and it's got, you know, the race and the day that it was on and where it was located and what my time was. And then it calculates pace. And then I've got like what number it was. It's ridiculous. All my friends, all my friends make fun of me. They all want to copy though, because everyone then wants to track their races. Yes. Lots of Mm -hmm. runners are are number nerds. So Mm -hmm. yeah, we get that. (laughs) Wow. So so since, you know, almost half of the races you've done have been five Ks. What do you like so much about it? Um, it's a manageable distance. So Mm -hmm. someone says, let's go do a 5k. I can go jump in and do it. And you can really be silly. You know, that's when you can be like, okay, I'm going to race this. I'm going to put my headphones on and just go and see how fast I can go. Cause you can do almost anything for 25 to 30 minutes within reason. And I love watching people Mm -hmm. do them. Um, the people who you can tell they've never done a race. They have completely the wrong shoes. They're wearing the cotton t-shirt that they got at the race. Um, (laughs) got packet pickup. Um, they're looking around like, what am I supposed to do am I in the right place and then you've got the elites and my girlfriends and I always try to guess who's gonna win like who's doing the warm-up laps and who's wearing a bikini and you know (laughs) that's not really what it's called basically (laughs) yeah we try to guess who's gonna win and so we love to watch and um there's a local running store just like in so many places that's just wonderful Potomac River running and they put on great races. Their energy is good. They know what they're doing. They start on time, all that stuff. So they have a race series throughout the year. And I try to do as many of theirs as possible. Um, and then, as I said, someone's this Saturday, this Sunday, there's a race. I have a 14 miler for my marathon training on Saturday. And my friend's like, do you want to do this birthday race? I was like, sure. What are we wearing? You know, (laughs) where are we going? Who's picking up who? Who are we getting the packets? And so we'll be 
out there in matching chevron rainbow tops doing this oh, birthday wow. race. Wow. That's fun, though. That's awesome. Erin <laughs> is a, a joiner. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I yes. love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I am. It's, it's you know, any distance, though. <laughs> Let's go sign up for the Baltimore Marathon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so and do you place bets on the, uh, like it's a horse race or just, you know, kind of a, no, a ladies' No, we just kind of run. We like to watch. We like to watch the end. We wait for mm-hmm. it. Usually I have this um, really good girlfriend. She's done 40 marathons. She's amazing. Wow. She's 57 and still placing all over the place. And she and I... Well, she, I call her the mayor of running because wherever <laughs> we go, she will know inevitably someone. So the girls who I tend to race with, we if we go with Debbie, we know we're going to be there for at least like everyone will have gone out home. The bananas are cleaned up and we're still like hanging out. With uh, people. You're soaking up every minute of it. She's All glad handing. <laughs> yeah. Using our $35 entry fee too. It's like last limit. <laughs> oh my goodness. So you told me in an email that you're trying to break the 25 minute mark for a finish mm-hmm. time in a 5k, but that you're quote stuck at 2518. So, I am stuck. Yeah. So how long have you been trying to chip away at that time goal and what have you done to improve your speed? Well, I go up and back and forth, right? So since I'm um, so into the races, I was going to call myself something else, but this is a family program. Um, I was, <laughs> no, know, swear, since, swear. I, come on. <laughs> since my friends call me a running slut because I'll <laughs> nice. sign up for any race nice. possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but since I do that, I tend to kind of bounce a little bit and I'm not as consistent mm-hmm. as I should be. Mm-hmm. But I've been... Ch- And I got injured because I ran too many races because that happens when you overdo it. So I've been trying to be thoughtful. And so if I'm feeling tired, I walk during the 5K. Um, The faster races tend to happen when I, it's flatter, of course. It's not humid like all heck like it is right now here in Virginia. Um, And when I've given myself the time off to do them. So they tend to happen in between training cycles versus in the middle of a marathon or a half marathon training cycle. And last year, I also had the brilliant idea of doing 10 half marathons in one year. So that derailed my training (laughs) for a little while. Um, So I would say it's been like a two year on and off process because I have some really fast friends, like friends who win races and friends who always go on the podium. But when I turned 40 and the day after I turned 40, we did a 5K in freezing cold weather and I placed second in my age group. I was like, this is possible. How do I do? This is really fun. They give you things and you get to walk up. And, you know, I always like to go up too when someone sees you and all your sparkle and then they're like, oh, that girl can't be fast. And off I go. So have you um, specifically trained for a 5K, like done a, a training cycle where the 5K was the end result? Um, no, because okay. I'm always distracted <laughs> by shiny objects. Well, you so know, I, I, I mean, I've got my, you know, I've got my yeah. coaching cap on right now. Yeah. And, and as far as trying to, you know, PR, I'm, uh, that that might be a good idea. <laughs> Maybe I should have one goal instead of 27. Yeah. What, a, what an amazing <laughs> suggestion, Christine. Maybe you should what train for it. I know. I just think some days it will like happen, you know? And so we have added, I will say significant amounts of hills over the last um, few months, mostly because partially because Baltimore is very hilly. I also noticed that when my time was getting faster, it was when I was doing a lot of hill training. So this morning we did 10 hill repeats um, at 5am. So I know that I know the things I have to pay attention to. I need to pay attention to the tempo miles in the middle of a training run. Um, what I'm worried about, though, is trying to do that and increase the mileage for the marathon. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I think that I was, you know, I want to get faster, but I also have to not get hurt and I have to do it in a smart, thoughtful way. So I pulled out some books, um, including y'all's the other day, and I was looking at them. And what's really telling me is that I need to do one thing at a time. Yes. I was and actually say train that. for one thing. <laughs> I mean, it's fine to have races as you're training for, mm-hmm. you know, a goal race to have shorter races in there, but you might have to view them more as training. Or like you said, if you're tired, just take it as an easy run. You can still go out there and do it, be part of the community, wear your sparkle, but you can't always expect that. I guess, you know, each one's going to be a PR attempt. So. Mm-hmm. I know. And I want all the PRs. Like I want all yes. the, I want to be able to post <laughs> on my tell. Instagram. Like, yeah, <laughs> I want the medals. And you know, it's an interesting thing about racing and running is that you have to pick and choose. Like you have yes. to figure out what actually matters to you. And some people it's natural, but for someone who is never an athlete to even be able to do what I can do today and just go out and kick off 12, 14 miles, it feels pretty good. So mm-hmm. I also need to not beat myself up, which is something that I love to do. Um, And I want to be a good example. Like I want to run forever. And that's, I can't do that if I'm 
being crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think being a little more when you when the time comes to finally knock that 18 or you know let's let's knock 19 or 20 seconds off I think you're going to have to be more judicious in your choice of race. <laughs> We're going to have to like lock all your friends in closets so that they don't ask you to do no racing. No asking until I hit this marker. So, so as, run, yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to ask you so as your marathon approaches then I know we kind of already discussed this a little bit so are you now committed to focusing more on the marathon or are you still going to try to keep the speed 5k speed work in the mix as you're training for the marathon? I think I'm going to keep it in the mix. I know where my injury points are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know, and I have a really good chiropractor physio something dude <laughs> that I go see. Um, and he said, he's like, here's what you're allowed to do. And here's what the trigger points I want you to watch for. So, um, I always wear compression socks. Those really help me. Oh. Um, I draw, I use foam roller instead of a lot of stretching, which also really helps me. Oh, awesome. And I've started to really adjust my fuel. And so he said, you know, if you start to get your IT band starts to tighten or you start to feel that goofy feeling in your lower back, then you have to back off. Good. good. Um, it's good that if, you have somebody to bounce things off of. That's good. <laughs> Sometimes my judgment Seriously. might be questionable. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like you need to have that, that one yeah. outside person that can kind of look at you objectively. So that's good. Yeah. I'm glad you have that. Yeah, me too. But, you know, I listened to you guys a lot and I, I, you were doing one podcast and you were talking about summer heat and how sometimes you just have to slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, well, particularly and, where you live. I mean, oh, y- yeah. you know, you're not me living in Portland, Oregon, where it was 66 on a, you know, July 9th race, you know. <laughs> oh, so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I think, you know, particularly because so many 5Ks are held during the summer, which mm-hmm. seems kind of almost um, evil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I yes. purposely have not registered for any more. Oh, so look at I've you. got I know, it's impressive. I have two halves, a ten miler and a full on the calendar, but I haven't registered for but, any. But because when's your marathon? Um, it is October fifteenth. Oh okay. Baltimore. Yeah. So I'm feeling like that still gives me some time after once I give myself a little bit of recovery time because there are I will run all winter. So I'll run as long as like my feet don't slide on the ice. I'll be out there. Um so I know there's a couple in December that are possible. And I would just have to tone down the mileage and up the speed work and pay attention to some of those things. So, so there are races throughout the year out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes. mm-hmm. huh. Yeah. Sometimes it seems like places that get super hot in the summer, then I don't know, like you might be fair weathery friends and be like, Oh, but it's, you know, people in DC seem very aware of the fact that, Oh, it's 31 degrees. Oh my gosh. I can't go outside. Yeah. I don't like those people. We're not friends. <laughs> Put on a hat and like some gloves. Go get yourself some cold gear at Marshalls and right. buck All it about up, what right? you're wearing, right? <laughs> yep. As long as you can breathe. My threshold is usually about five to ten degrees, up to about ninety. That's like I can go anywhere in there. I'm happiest in like the forties and fifties, of course, because that's when everyone's happiest. But sure. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, you sound like a very fun person to run with, Erin. <laughs> I was going to say, I might have to drive over there. and Come, ro- come on over. We'd love <laughs> to have you. We yeah. meet on Saturday mornings between 5 and 6. <laughs> wow. Right. Early Saturday runner. Yeah, we're early. We're oh. early girls. Well, we all have kiddos, so we got to get home and relieve dad from the monotony of the cartoons <laughs> and go do something. <laughs> oh, it's so true. Why is it always us who take the kids somewhere? Yep. I don't know. You know, like the zoo lets dads in, you know, dads dads without their partners can go to a zoo or a museum or a park. (laughs) But that's a, that's a whole other podcast topic. So we won't go. I know, really. (laughs) I don't think that's about the 5K. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think so either. (laughs) Well, it has been a lot of fun to talk with you, Erin. Good luck in your marathon and in your uh, cracking the 25 minutes in the 5K. Thanks guys so much. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now let's hear from Emily, who has an inspiring tale to tell about her recent debut 5K. Emily Berard Booty from Lafayette, Louisiana. I am 29 years old and recently started running. About six weeks ago, I completed my first 5K. I have fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue and have been dealing with those conditions for about 15 years. Uh, Two years ago, I decided to completely revamp my idea of dealing with my conditions. I changed my diet, I fired my doctors, and slowly I began gaining control over my health. A few months ago, I decided it was time for me to have a more intensive goal. So I wanted to run a 5K in 30 minutes before my 30th birthday. Um, Needless to say, my time for this 
first 5K six weeks ago was nowhere near 30 minutes. But um, as I came across the finish line, I was just filled with pride. Um, the tears started after I saw my mom's face. She's been my rock um, since I was 15 and diagnosed with these conditions. Um, she was there with me through every doctor's visit and medical test. And the happiness in her eyes when I finished is the true definition of a mother's love. Now, so needless to say, I've caught the running bug, and I can't wait until I do my next 5K, which is in August. Um, not sure if I will actually make my goal of a 5K in under 30 minutes um, by my 30th birthday, but I'm well on the way to, um, to meeting it one day. Joining us next is Melanie Martin, who tells us the 5K is her favorite race distance. She's always striving for a PR. Her current fastest time is 22.10, which she nailed in May less than three months after giving birth to baby number four and a week before her 39th birthday. Yes, that, I need to repeat those stats. She set her 5K PR three months after birthing her fourth baby. Wow. Welcome and kudos to you, Melanie. Thank you so much. I appreciate that introduction. Oh my goodness. Here's Christine. Uh, wanted to say congratulations to you too, Melanie. Good Thanks grief. So much. Wow. Four kids. I mean, wow. <laughs> Trust um, me. I feel the same way sometimes. <laughs> so um, before we dive in to the tale of that particular race, can you tell us a little bit about where you're from, the ages of your kids and a bit sure, about sure. your running background? Sure. Um, I'm from central Wisconsin, right smack dab in the middle, right around Wausau, if any of you are familiar with Wisconsin. Um, I've got four girls, go mm. figure, huh? Um, the oldest is 11, that we took a break, and the middle is five. The third is two, and then the youngest is just turned five months yesterday. So, oh my um, yeah, they keep us on our toes, definitely. Uh, as far as my running background goes, I hated running growing up. Um, the mile was like the dreaded day when I was in elementary school, so I couldn't stand it. Got into it a little bit when I was in my early 20s, um, did a marathon and vowed to never do that again too. Um, but in the last couple of years, I've had some extremely inspirational and supportive friends that have gotten me back into it. And um, I've found kind of found myself in it this time around so that I actually enjoy it and get a lot more out of it than just the run itself. So this is definitely, I'm at, you know, I'm at my peak and I could, I couldn't be happier mm. um, being a runner uh, this time around. So nice. did you run through your entire pregnancies or um, with uh, I didn't start running again until num baby number three. Um, mm. And I actually started running. So it's only been a couple of years, but started running when I was about six months pregnant with her. I did my first 5k um, while you were pregnant. Yes, while I was pregnant. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> um, so I did my first 5K when I was six months pregnant with her. Um, and what I tell people, you know, they, they ask how, you know, I get my speed. I said, run pregnant um, and then run when you're not pregnant and you'll realize how much easier it is and you get a heck of a lot faster. <laughs> and men men are like, well, uh, that doesn't work for me. What are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, my so goodness. What about your fourth baby? Where did you run? Um, so I ran all the way up until eight months. Um, I had a pretty nasty nasty sciatica nerve issue that, um, you know, I, I remember one time I was on the treadmill at the gym and I had to stop after about two minutes and everybody around me thought I was going into labor, I think, but, uh, <laughs> no, it's so, my back. Uh, it's my back. Not in the front. Exactly. Don't worry. I'm good. I'm good. Um, so yeah, so I only, I ran up until about eight months and, uh, you know, kept, I've got an elliptical at home. Always try to keep something going, you know, so I keep myself going. And then I gave myself a week off to, after she was born and started run again after a week because I, I was dying. Wow. A whole week. I was dying. I, you slacker, you. <laughs> exactly. Because it wasn't like those other kids needed any attention either. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, with four kids, my runs are, you know, yeah, four o'clock in the morning is usually my best time to get oh. them in. So. But with your good age spread, then your 11 year old must be pretty helpful. Yeah, she she can be definitely pretty helpful with the girls. She doesn't change poopy diapers, but other than that, she's pretty good. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, so so share your secret. How did you rip off such a fast 5K? So I have. Oh, gosh, I wish I could tell you the secret. Um, You know, I don't know. I, I'll be honest, I'm pretty competitive. That's a big part of it, you know. Uh -huh. So being in races, seeing others around me, that definitely motivates me. You know, my training pace is definitely, you know, usually a little bit slower than my race pace and uh, I'll get that first mile off and, and check my time and think, oh boy, can I really keep this up for the next two miles? But, 
you know, I, I wish I had a secret, but it's just consistency, 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 you know, hmm. three to four times a week I run every other day, you know, I'm, I'm on the elliptical seven days a week, you know, just to, to keep myself doing something to keep myself going. And, um, but you know, so much of running is mental and everybody probably knows that, that, you know, it's, it's telling yourself you can take that next step, telling yourself that, you know, it's really not your, your body or your lungs, or your legs giving up, it's your mind and just keep mm-hmm. on pushing it there. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wish I, I knew my secret cause I, I wish I'd known it a long time ago. And I know that at some point in time, I'm going to tap out <laughs> here too. So. <laughs> so, so in that race though, did you kind of like peg someone else who was fast and say, oh, okay, you know. You know, I used to do that, but now I really don't. I run basically based on my feel and how, you know, how I feel. I did have a couple, you know, not that I take great joy in passing up 13 and 15 year old girls, but I did have a couple uh, oh, young on. ladies that were, <laughs> that were ahead of me for about the first mile or so, you know, so, so I made sure to make a goal to get kind of past them. And I did talk to them after the race to make sure we were on good terms, but you know, a true Midwesterner, only, only a woman would do that. That's right. really fun. I know. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you know, you. exactly. You know, but especially at that age, Girl I want to make sure that I'm <laughs> yes. not just seen as this. You know, Listen, you are an inspiration to those girls. So. Oh, that's that, a good that's way what of looking at Christine. Do, you yes. know, and, and to make sure that they feel the confidence that they should feel for having just finished, much less in the in exceptional times that they do too. I always try to make sure that when I'm getting past, you know, and and not to be, you know, us versus them, men versus women. When I'm getting passed by a man, I get driven more to try to catch up to him. When I get passed by a woman, I'm usually cheering for mm-hmm. them, you know, yeah. because, because to me it's, you know, it's hard enough for us to, to keep ahead and keep at the front of the pack, much less, you know, if we're competing with one another. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, but if, you know, when I do get passed by a woman, I do try, you know, I had a, I had a recent race and I had a, a girl that was passing me. She's about 15 years old. I think she was passing me about a quarter mile to go. And I could hear my husband going, you're fighting for first female, but you know, just couldn't get it out of there. But wow. wow. So, so some people try very hard to stay away from 5Ks because it's basically entering into the pain cave. But you say that it's your favorite race. Why do you? I, it I, is. What do you? Yeah. Why? I. You know it. It because it, it's 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 over and done so quick that you know I can take the pain and I can take the you know um, you know pushing myself that hard because I know it's 22 minutes, 23 mm. minutes, and and it's over and it and it just seems like that that's my sweet spot. Now you know I. I mentally, when I get into the five miles and the 10 Ks, you know, I think because I run five K so often, I look at my GPS when I'm running a 10 K and I look at three miles and I, you know, I see three miles and think, wow, I could be done if this was a five K, but I still got three to go. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, so, so to me, it's just, it's, it's an invigor, you know, it's such a quick rush. It's kind of that adrenaline rush where, you know, whereas you do longer distances that that's really kind of, you know, you set that out for a longer period of time, five Ks, it's just such a quick adrenaline rush that I really enjoy that. So, right. Mm-hmm. So, so how often do you race? And I mean, really race five Ks. Um, I usually try to limit myself to one a month. Um, you know, just because it, that part of me, it seems silly to pay $25 to get a free t-shirt and run when I can run at home in the morning. Right. <laughs> um, you know, I do, I am here in central Wisconsin and probably all over the country, you know, you could do any one of 15 different five K's in a weekend. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've got a couple of friends that I try to try to make sure that I go to races with because it's kind of a camaraderie and, and just kind of enjoy seeing them. Um, where I race varies, you know, the one that I did the PR at, that was a pretty decent sized, you know, several hundred entries. Whereas, you know, one I did a weekend or two ago, we probably had a hundred people total. Mm -hmm. So it kind of varies where I go and, you know, there's, there's a little more glory in getting the, you know, getting the good finishes and getting the top finishes at the bigger ones. But there's something about the hometown races too, those small hometown races that just have a good community feel to them. So, and do you ever, do you ever run races like with your oldest daughter or just do it for fun? Yeah, we definitely have, um, on Thanksgiving. So, you know, I was, I was about six months pregnant and on Thanksgiving we did a turkey trot, a local turkey trot and, uh, Mm -hmm. it was raining and overcast, but we had a good time that day. Mm. She's, 
you know, she, she was in it for a while and we did a couple of different races and she would run separately from me or we would run together. Haven't done that recently. She's kind of, you know, veered off into a few different athletics, basketball and, um, volleyball. So not quite as interested, but we still get out and my five-year-old will get out, you know, and she'll, yeah, she'll do about a quarter mile and then want to walk again and do another quarter mile. That's what five-year-olds do. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But to me, it's just get them to do something and get them to love it and enjoy it, you know? And and so it's something that they can do for the rest of their lives, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, kind of activity it happens to be. If it's running great, because I can do it with them, but if it's something else, I support that too. So. So um, we talked a little bit about how you kind of uh, keep your foot on the gas for the entire race. You use people to catch, you know, don't let the men pass you type of thing. But do you have any kind of mantras or any, play any kind of mind games with yourself during races? Well, especially as I get to the last mile, you know, to me, you know, you break down miles by the quarter mile. So sometimes I'll do training on the track, you know, just to do a little bit more speed training. So especially as I get to the last mile, I break that out down to how many more laps on the track because mm-hmm. it's much easier oh, yeah. to accomplish. I do that too. Yeah, oh, yeah totally. So, the three of us yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So it's, you know, as I get to a mile, four more laps on the track, you can do that. It's no yep. only four, you know, three, two, one. Um, you know, I also, you know, just kind of set smaller incremental sites, you know, so I look at the street sign and keep pushing it to the street sign. And then I look mm-hmm. at the next street sign and keep pushing it to there. Um, you know, so th- those are the kind of things, you know, I, I do use a little, you know, you're better than this kind of mantra in my head, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, when I do feel like giving up because it's, I know I've done it, you know, I know I can do it. It's right. So it's my mind telling me I can't, but I've proven it and time and time again. So I just need to keep reminding myself that I've proven this right. and then having those little girls, you know, I'll be honest, having my four little girls at the end, knowing cause they come oh. to most of my races. Oh, my husband awesome. is such a great supporter in that and knowing that they're at the end, really motivates me too to How really fun. try to give my best performance mm-hmm. because I know they have high expectations of mama and I want to make sure that I meet those expectations. Aww, so. That's so sweet. Oh, yep, that's yep. awesome. What wonderful memories. Yep, oh, definitely. Yeah. Nice. And do you listen to music while you run or no? Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I freak out if my uh, iPad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so wonderful because you sounded a bit like a purist. So when I asked, I thought, no. oh, she's totally going to say no, I don't run I'm music. I'm not a purist by any means. <laughs> I freak out if my iPod's not working. I get a little panicky thinking, what am I going to do? Uh-huh. Um, just the other morning, I somehow got it set on repeat. So I had to listen to the same song my entire life. <laughs> what, what song was it? What song was it? Um, it was Mayday. It's a new country song. I forget the oh. forget the artist, but you know, I'm well, it would be that, so I'm funny if you said, "Oh, I don't remember." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's in my head. Trust me. <laughs> so, but yeah. Oh my gosh. So do so. Other than Mayday, do you have a yeah. favorite uh, power song these days? Oh, definitely Eminem. Lose yourself. That's my. Oh yes. yes. Yeah, and I know that's probably a lot of different people, but that's definitely one that's gotten me. And if in a few races, that's that's gotten me past that wall, you know, here and there where I feel like slowing down or, you know, whatever it happens to be that comes on. And I think, Oh, you know, what perfect timing. Cause that really gets me through. So that's so that I had that on there. Cause it's not a new song by any means. And no, no, no. Yeah, I, no. I had that probably at about mile three or four of my recent 10 K and, okay. um, and then also when, when I've, like a million years ago when I used Nike plus, I don't know if either of you ever used it or remember, but you could, um, you could have a power song that you had specifically programmed. And when you had pushed one button on your iPod, it would play your power song. Oh, excellent. And so it was like so kind of the turbo booster. It, yeah. 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 So, yeah, and so my, my very first true power song in, in Nike lingo was Eminem lose yourself <laughs> so, and then switch over to Britney Spears stronger. Oh, um, there you yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. So I, I do like, there's a couple Christina Aguilar ones in there too. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. And that uh, girl on fire for me. That's my, sure, that's sure. my, yeah. Chris, Christine, are you a music listener or no? I'm not. <laughs> she was laughing I'm along a- like she knew what we were talking about, <laughs> Melanie, but, but she's like, I don't even no. know that Eminem song. Oh, I knew listener. that. I knew that. I could sense that. I could sense it. Man, she's like the, you know, like the teenager, like who's, you know, never smoked or drank and been like, oh, yeah, uh-huh, when I smoke cigarettes, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I don't, here, here, I, 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 mean, I have been running since I've been eight years old and I'm 45 and I just, I grew up never running with music. I mean, I, I remember when I was sure. about 12, the Walkman came out mm-hmm. and that was a pain in the butt to carry. <laughs> right. And then the CD player thing came out and I tried that and that was such a pain to carry. And I just got used to doing it. And now occasionally, I mean, very rarely, but sometimes I'll throw on 
something, but usually, yeah, I'm just the birds and the bees and me. Oh my goodness. Well, that, well, <laughs> that used to be me. You know, it's never too late to change. Uh, I know. I was, well, it makes me wonder now. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Cause I used to always, oh, you know, no, I have to just, you know, tune into myself and listen to things around. And that, then I have discovered the power of music and I'm like, oh my gosh, the pain, yep. it seems less. I can push myself harder. Okay. Yeah. yeah but, I know. And there's been studies that, that, that actually show, yeah, that music can definitely help. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe. Well, okay, maybe I'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, just take one puff, Christine. Come on, yeah. come on. <laughs> you know you want Pressure. to, right? right. For sure. <laughs> I get the sense that I'm the ringleader of this bad, <laughs> bad influence. You're the bad influence. Yeah, huh? I'm, I'm the mother runner your mother told you about. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so now we've totally diverged. But no um, oh my goodness! Well, Melanie, it has been a delight talking with you. Thank well, you thank so, you much. so and, much, and yeah, you are very, you. very um, impressive and motivating. So keep oh, up the good you. work. Thank you. Yeah. I just, I just do what I can to to make myself better. So well, yeah. good. Well, good. And you're setting right. a great example for your daughters. So yes, stay at it. That's what I try to do. You bet. All righty. Take All right. care. Bye bye. You bet. Bye bye. Here are two voice memos. The first is from another Emily who just got back into racing after having her second baby. And then the next voice memo is from Alicia who confesses she's not typically a fan of the 5k. Hi, this is Emily from Southboro and I recently got back into running after the birth of my second child back in December. I've always enjoyed running and have intermittently in the years before I became a mom, but really wanted to get a running routine established for myself once I went back to work after maternity leave. So I was working with a coach, and as part of that plan, we thought it would be a good idea to sign up for a race to have me, um, you know, have have something to work towards, and I'm and I'm really glad that I did. I recruited my cousin, who's also a runner, to run along with me, which which was a, a, a good idea because it's always great to have a running buddy, especially when you haven't been running in a while. And so after we ran our first 5K back in, or my first 5K back in late June, he convinced me to do another 5K in July. And I'm sure there will be more, but probably not till the weather gets cooler because the race in July was pretty hot. So um, I enjoy running, but uh, that, that, the temperature was probably a little too too hot for me. So looking forward to many more in the future, though probably in the fall. Hi, this is Alicia in San Diego. I don't sparkly heart love the 5K distance. It's great for a quick workout, and it sounds way more impressive to say, I'm going to go out for a 5K than I'm going to go do three measly miles. But there's twice a year when I do sparkly heart love the distance. I volunteer with Girls on the Run, and each season ends with a 5K. You can't fully appreciate the distance until you've survived it with an 8 to 10 year old girl. I usually have one or two running buddies whose pace is reminiscent of a wet noodle, but coach, my legs are broken as they dramatically fling themselves onto the ground, or the Energizer Bunny. Is that a water stop up ahead? See you later. But that finish line though, the smiles, the high fives, the I knew I could always do it, is pretty awesome. We always stay till the very last girl finishes, and I cry every single time. So yeah, maybe I do sparkly heart love the 5K. Our final 5K runner guest is Crystal Ardwin, who is our first ever guest on the show from Alaska. Uh, this mother runner is a single parent this summer as her husband is in the military and he's at officer training in Georgia. Thanks for joining us, Crystal. Thanks. Glad to be here. So before we brought you on, we were asking a little bit about where you live in Fairbanks, Alaska. And so I think you need to share some of that with us. I mean, you you are in a remote place compared to most of the listeners. Yeah, it's been um, a little bit challenging in the beginning. And, I, and I'll say it's mostly challenging because my children are so young. I think people who come up here with the military with older kids find it to be a little easier. Um, you know, in the winter when it's really cold and you have babies, you have to bundle them up, you have to wrap them up. And, um, you know, I had my second child here. Uh, he was born here. And so I was very um, paranoid about, you know, babies in the winter and things like that. Yeah. Um, but I loosened up a lot. You know, kids here in Alaska, in Fairbanks, you know, they play outside at recess when it's 20 below. So <laughs> they are wow. like the locals are really, really used to it. And I'm a California girl at heart. So I was really afraid the first two years. But this last winter, I finally... 
um, you know, manned up, so to speak, and <laughs> decided to take the kids out cross-country skiing with us. So we um, did a lot of skiing this winter um, out at Creamers Field, which is a local favorite, uh, just a nice little flat park where people go running in the summer, people go skiing in the winter. Nice. Um, but we modified a little ski polk and took the kids out, and they loved it. Um, but winter running is a whole different story. Um, I'm a little afraid of slipping on the ice. I had a bad fall in college on the ice, and it's always scared me to get back out there. So winter for me was just a lot of treadmill running. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But on the flip so, side of that, but, sorry, uh, okay. but on the flip, on the flip side of that, you have the midnight sun. Yeah. So I feel like, uh, the summer in Alaska really makes up for the fact that you're, you're so cold and it's so dark in the winter time. It's like, it's like the earth is telling you, sorry about that. Here's summer. <laughs> Enjoy it extra. <laughs> so, you know, and granted it's, it's difficult on the kid's sleep schedule, trying to go to sleep when the sun's still awake for months <laughs> on end. Um, but it's fun. You know, we just did that midnight sun 10 K, um, in June. That was a solstice run. Um, on the solstice, I went hiking with my girlfriends out at angel rocks and we were out till like two a.m. and it just didn't get dark at all. Wow. So those are those are really fun experiences. How fun. Well, first, before I ask you any questions, I just want to thank you and your husband for your service. Thank well, you. I appreciate, appreciate that. that. Yeah. So how many kids do you have? I have two. I have a three-year-old daughter and my son Woodrow is almost two. So okay. they are very busy children. They're very active. <laughs> They're exhausting. And so so um, when you're out running, I guess in the warmer temperatures, are you able to take them along on stro- in strollers? or? Yeah, I have a jogging stroller. Um, it's a bike-trailer combo. And so I take them out. Um, I have a tri-coach who's helping me um, integrate some other sports in. And um, she integrates at least one jog run with the kids a week. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. Outdoors, yeah. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. So you told me that you were a soccer player in high school, but that speed wasn't your strength. So, yeah. So mm-hmm. how did you morph into being a runner? And tell us about your first few months of running, including your first 5K race. So uh, in high school, I was a you know a slow defender, didn't really perform to the abilities of my teammates, um, but I hung in there just just as well. Um, in college, I gained a little bit of weight, and to remedy that, I figured, hey, I remember running. This running thing was hard. I should try that. <laughs> and I got back into running and kind of melted off some of that, you know, freshman 15, 30, 40 pounds, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and, um, you know, did a couple races, and I was still pretty slow, but I thought I was doing great. And I remember, um, you know, hitting that 5K distance after not running for a long time. And feeling so accomplished, thinking, wow, three miles, that's, that's really good. That's great, you know, um, especially when you're starting to run after a period of, um, of, you know, a sabbatical, basically. Your lungs burn, your legs mm-hmm. hurt, your knees pound. You wonder, <laughs> when can I stop? It's mm-hmm. like, you know, a treadmill minute is the longest minute of your life. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, you know? <laughs> yes. So, it, you know, starting out at that and then working your way up to that 5K distance, man, you feel like such a champ. Mm-hmm. And so I did some of those races in college and felt really strong and really excited. Um, and then, you know, I had my kids and, you know, a few years down the line, I got married, had kids, um, and was right back to that low fitness where I didn't have any stamina, had no strength or anything. Uh, I did not exercise when I was pregnant. Um, and so I remember working my way back up again. And when I finally hit that, that three mile distance, I was like, yes, I'm back. I can do this. Mm. And then, you know, you're a little bit older at that point. You know, I just turned 30 this year. So, you know, I felt, Hey, I need to like, I need to make up for this. I need to, you know, compensate for my the years that I'm adding on here. So I worked a lot harder this time around and, you know, my 5k PRs are better than they were when I was 23, which is a really awesome feeling for me. I'm still kind of a back of the pack runner, but, um, you know, working up and increasing my speed on the 5k distance has been really rewarding for me in my, you know, later phase. And so especially with little kids, you know, it's really challenging to get these workouts in when your kids are yapping at you. I feel guilty for all the screen time they get when I'm on the treadmill. I'm like, here's your TV. Just here's your, here's your other mother. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Yeah. (laughs) So, so word on the street is that you just ran your fastest ever 5k. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, my normal neighborhood circuit is a 5k. Um, it's, it's basically the same little loop I do on my weekly jogs. Mm -hmm. And I had family in town helping me with some babysitting and all that, um, around the summer solstice. And I went out for a jog and it was one of those days where your legs just feel strong and they're taking you faster than you've thought that they would want to take you, you know, and I went, I looked Mm -hmm. down at my watch and saw my pace was in the eight minutes 
And I was like, whoa, okay, let's do this. (laughs) And I just raced. I went and it was a hot day and I kept, you know, pouring water on myself and all that. But I, you know, I got home and my, you know, I looked, I checked my watch and it had, it was at 2710 and it was the fastest 10 or 5k of my life. And I was just I was really like, okay, wait, let me check that again. Was that right? Let me check that. You know, looking at did Garmin. You, over you, and over. I was going to say you had a Garmin that shot up like it said, fastest 5K. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes it'll glitch out and say you're going like a five-minute mile, you know, yeah. like on the yeah. something. I was like, did it do that the whole time? No. <laughs> no. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. Cool. Nice. A nice little gift to get given unexpectedly. Yeah. Especially because when I was 23, my 5K PR was like a 29.44. And oh, that's when I was so 23. Yeah. So. I love also. Christine and I are just like, wait a minute, you're 30. Don't you be talking like, you know, you're like, you know, ready to sign up for AARP anytime yeah. soon. Oh, no, yeah. Well, yeah. and I have to say my, um, cause I, I ran competitively through high school, college and my fastest five K's were in my early to mid thirties. Mm. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So you keep, keep at it. Yeah. All right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So you're just at the start of your fast cycle, you know? Yeah. This, this I is... think so. sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. I'm, I'm really motivated to pick up some speed and, you know, of course bring in some longer distances, but also to be able to maintain some speed on those too. <laughs> so what is it about 5k races that you enjoy so much? Um, they're just quick and easy. You know, it's just a little 5k. It's one of those things, um, that I feel like I want to be able to pick up that distance anytime in my life. Like I feel like 5k is just that sweet spot where you are, uh, fit enough to hit that three mile, 3.1 miles. And then you are, um, you know, just maintaining the distance is, is a big deal for runners and non-runners. It's, you know, respectable distance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody, when I was, um, I guess it was probably one in one of our voice memos now that I think about, it, they were saying how that, you know, it just sounds so much more impressive to say a 5k rather than 3.1 miles. And yes. <laughs> so, oh, fi- yeah. so finally, yeah. you know, people in the States will maybe embrace a little metric, um, for that reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, in an email you mentioned, and also just a little while ago, you said that you have a coach for triathloning, um, that you're going to be training for a sprint triathlon this fall. Yeah. And you know, it's really tricky. Um, my husband's been gone for two and a half months and he won't be back for a few more weeks and we're moving to Arizona in November for a few months. So the army's kind of ping ponging us around a little bit this year. So, you know, my A race is a half marathon and my B race is a triathlon, but I have been integrating a lot of cycling this year, uh, this summer. And so, um, I did hire a tri coach and she has really, really helped me get my speed up. Um, so she's got me doing intervals that are hard <laughs> they're yeah. tough, and they're the kind that make you feel really good at the end of it and really accomplished. Um, so I'm really glad to have her on my team to, um, kind of lead me in a new direction. And that's again, why I like the 5k distance. It's something that is a nice platform, like a, mm. a you know, launch pad for other distances and for other sports. Mm-hmm. Um, the sprint try the sprint tries, uh, most of them have a 5k distance at the end. So you're swimming, right. cycling, and then you get to run a 5k at the end, which is a pretty cool little package, you know? Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Do you well, feel like you're becoming a stronger 5k runner by adding these cycling and swimming? Definitely. I can feel my body changing in different ways by adding these other sports and my legs feel really strong. And, um, that, 5k PR I did was following a, a nice day of cycling. So oh, wow. I, th- I think some of that muscle memory was there and wanting me to move a little quicker. Nice. Awesome. So cross training works. Yeah. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much for talking with us, Crystal and good luck in your sprint try and your half marathon and your move to Arizona and, and the rest of your summer being a single mom. Great. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. It's been a pleasure talking with you too. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, Christine actually had to dash off to the gynecologist. We're, we're mostly ladies here, so let's admit the truth. Um, it was time for the annual exam, so it is just me. Um, so we're going to wrap up, or I'm going to wrap up with a final voice memo uh, from Monica, who is my new badass mother runner hero, and you'll hear why in this voice memo. Hi, my name is Monica Erke. I live in Pulteney, Vermont. I've really grown to love 5Ks they're fast, you feel like you've worked hard, and the recovery time is the best. My small small town holds a number of them throughout the year, so each race is a small community event. The race that stands out to me the most, slash, I'm most proud of, 
was the Mother's Day after my little guy was born. Before the race, I overheard a woman say, Last year, I got passed by a stroller. I'm not going to let that happen to me again. One of my BRFs had passed her last year. I went into this race, hoping I'd pass her while pushing my stroller, and did by mile two. It felt pretty awesome. As the race continued, I passed more runners and happily finished first for women. That experience was an awesome first Mother's Day treat. It made me feel strong, which is what we all need to feel after too many sleepless nights and too many poopy diapers. If you're running a 5K or any race, you need to keep your eyes on the prize and your hair out of your face. We just got a bunch of new sweaty bands in the Mother Runner store. These sassy velvet back bands hold your hair out of your face when you race, train, or run errands, and they add extra sass and polish to any running outfit. We just got new colors of our super popular ones that say, Badass Mother Runner, and our G-rated sweaty bands that say Mother Runner. We also have cute ones that read, I Run Things... There's one that says, hit the ground running. And then there's a series that has repeating hearts across it that each say, run in the center of it. Save money when you buy more than one sweaty band at our store. To check out our selection of sweaty bands and all our cute attitude doused tees, tanks, and hats, go to motherrunnerstore.com. That's motherrunnerstore.com. Right now, every order gets two sample tablets of Noon Energy, the caffeinated version of our favorite electrolyte replacement drink. Whatever starting line you're headed for, many happy miles. 